0: Welcome to the Christian Education Podcast. My name is Paul Matthews, and today I'm bringing you a brand new series called From the Pen. In this series, I'll be reading some of my writing on the topic of Christian education. Now, I'll still be doing the long-form discussions with high-quality educators every fortnight, but I'll throw in some material from the pen from time to time. Now, although it's a different format to the long-form discussions... I actually come at this with the same goal. I want to grow the kingdom of God and spread an awareness of and passion for Christian education. Now, I was recently reading a report from the Christian Parent Controlled Schools Association. It was published in 1992 and it documents a conference that happened in 1991, which just so happens to be the year I was born. As it turns out, the language and the terminology in this book has really stood the test of time. We still use many of these terms today when discussing Christian education. I read in the book about Romans 12 and being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Actually, the word transformational came up a lot in this book. I also read about worldviews and the religious and philosophical commitments that we each have that form our intellectual glasses through which we view the world. And right there, right at the start... The editors of this volume drove home the fact that there was no neutrality in education. And this, again, is a common theme in Christian education these days. They said, whether you go to a Christian school, a public school, a Jewish, a Catholic, a Muslim, every school will be teaching about the world from a set of not argued for, but argued from principles. So this is where the Christians had often said, yes, we're biased. We're Christians. We are biased. We have a philosophical lens through which we view the world. But you know what? So do you. And in fact, so does everyone. This piece that I'm reading today, I wrote last year. It really sets out to answer the question, why would I send my kid to a Christian school if it means they're getting a biased education? After all, they say they'll be teaching from a Christian worldview here. Why wouldn't I just go for a neutral education somewhere else? So before we get into this article, know that I've prayed for you. If you have that kind of question, I've prayed that it will be answered in the hearing of this episode. And if you're in education, I'm praying that you might be better equipped to answer that sort of question when it comes up. The claim that every school is intrinsically religious is hard to grasp at face value. The naked eye sees religious schools adhering to faith commitments and non-religious schools educating within a neutral philosophical landscape. Neutrality is actually an attractive option for many. After all, isn't it better to teach the curriculum without letting the monkey wrench of theology jam the gears? Can't we get on with the business of learning about maths, science and history without shoehorning in religious claims? It's actually not as easy as it seems. While at the level of 2 plus 3 equals 5, or spelling the word apple, it may be possible to operate with a species of impartiality. However, this sort of learning represents a narrow slice of the educational pie, the rest of the pie being filled with a chunky metaphysical stew. What's the purpose of learning? What does it mean to be human? How should we treat others? How should we interact with the earth we find ourselves on? a quote-unquote neutral education would have to navigate around all these matters and, in doing so, would cease to be much of an education at all. You don't need a chapel to be religious. The concept of a neutral school, or a neutral anything for that matter, is born out of a narrow understanding of religion. If, by religion, one is speaking of priests and chapels and ceremonies, then, of course, there are non-religious schools. Harrow van Bromelen, in 1988, however, argued for an expanded definition, stating that it is possible to define religion in its broad sense as a system of ardently held beliefs that undergird your worldview. These beliefs are the eyes of the mind. You don't look at them, you look through them, at everything else. As the saying goes, you, you can't get anywhere unless you start somewhere. To think yourself in a straight line You must start from a basic set of philosophical assumptions. These are not argued for, they're argued from. Every institution reasons from a set of assumptions about the world. Every school has a creed, expressed or implied. When teachers, receptionists and principals get in the car to go to work, they pack their philosophical baggage with them. This is a quote from Green in 1999 everyone has a heart commitment to something which is independent of all else on which all else depends and which will influence all of his or her choices attitudes words and actions End quote. neutrality doesn't exist as it turns out government schools do acknowledge a bias the Melbourne Declaration, a foundational document within Australia, acknowledges that the goal of education is loftier than simply inserting facts into brains. Quote, Schools play a vital role in promoting the intellectual, physical, social, emotional, moral, spiritual and aesthetic development and well-being of young Australians. End quote. This article reveals the breadth of modern education. You can't titrate an artwork... To determine how beautiful it is there's no mathematical formula to determine how we should act when we're wronged even the untrained eye can trace the branches of morality spirituality and aesthetics back to their very evident religio-philosophical roots this holistic religious training understood through the lens of a broad definition of religion is only gathering speed of course no one is calling it secular religious education Rather, it's donned thick-rimmed glasses and a fake moustache and goes by the name, quote-unquote, values education. Lovat and Clement in 2008 asserted the presence of a global resurgence in values education and openly acknowledged its central role in education, stating that the, quote, enterprise of education is intrinsically values-laden and therefore is instrumental in the values formation of the student, end quote. In education, the words secular, government and public are not synonymous with neutrality. A public school is every bit as enmeshed in a system of ardently held, worldview-shaping, religio-philosophical underpinnings as any religious school out there. It is not neutral because it's not possible to be neutral. Neutrality doesn't work. Finally, even if there were a neutral school, you wouldn't want to send your child there. If a school somehow managed to keep the scope of their curriculum to the facts, quote unquote, it would be a disaster. Whether you call it a worldview, a meta narrative, or religion, a philosophical infrastructure is needed to hold all these quote unquote facts together in a cohesive web. Without this, all you have is informational debris flying around the mind of a child. Neil Postman in 2011 argued this with his usual pith, saying that. Without narrative, life has no meaning. Without meaning, learning has no purpose. Without purpose, schools are houses of detention, not attention. End quote. Conclusion. Are all schools religious? Possibly. It depends on the definition in use. Are all schools in the clutches of a deeply held set of not argued for but argued from principles? Absolutely we may well place the Neutral School alongside the Bigfoot and the Cyclops. Perhaps one exists, but it's never been seen in the wild.